K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got a and welcome back to another exciting episode of Black on Both Sides. I am one half of the hosts with the most, that would be King Kunta 3X, and the other half, locally known, world-renowned, universally accepted, put your hands together out there because I know you would do this, or Mr. Be Honest. Man, that crowd sounds wonderful. Yeah, you know, it sounds so nice, don't you agree? They could be anywhere in the world, but you're with us tonight. <laughs> but, before, but before I continue... I would be, you know, dialect my duties if I didn't welcome you to the podcast dojo where two enter and they debate tooth and nail to the life. This is Black on Both Sides. How you been, Beyonce? What's up? I'm awesome, man. It's a great weekend. A lot of relaxation. And I hear that. A lot of relaxation. I heard, actually, I saw on Slack that you were relaxing today, too. I did, man. I took uh, the rarest of things in Kunta's life, which is a whole ass daytime nap. Yeah. What? That was crazy. But I'm still drowsy, so I don't know what that's about. It's allergies, man. There's a lot of stuff on the air. I feel like I'm fighting off sickness. Like, um, you know, uh, when I was younger, there wasn't such thing as a summer to fall allergy season. I don't even know. Is that new? Because I, it happens now. And I'm wondering, is it just because I'm older or is it because that just happened with all the chemtrails and stuff? Again, uh, the views and opinions by Be Honest do not represent those of black and both sides. You can't be talking about chemtrails, man. So you're is telling that, me, that, you, you remember when we were, no, you remember when we were young, there was a fall allergy season. I don't remember that ever. Uh, ever. I just remember saying my allergies are bad at X, Y, Z time. But no, it wasn't a thing. I think you're right. I just remember thinking that, okay, you know, around this time of the year, my allergies seem to get worse. But, you know, marketing jumped, you know, Big Pharma jumped on that. Now you got your Alexa, your Zyrtec, your Claritin. No, no, your, no, no, no. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. With, with an X. No, we're marketing. Now we're, they're preparing us. They're letting us know. This season, you needed to buy XYZ to fight this this season's allergies. Makes no, sense. What I'm saying is there actually is an allergy season in the fall, and there wasn't before. What I'm saying is people are actually having allergic reactions to the atmosphere in the fall. That didn't happen when I was a kid. It was only from summer to, I mean, from spring to summer. That was the well, only... Well, to be honest, you, you know um, the climate is different. I didn't, I didn't drop the C word. I'm just saying the climate appears to be going through some differences. What's the C word? Change, climate change. Oh, come on, that's not real. I know how you feel about that. It's just not real. Well, it's not all the way real. It is, of course, obviously it's real, but it's not all the way real. The, the world, the, the earth is, is heating up and cooling. That's what it does. That's what it does. That's all it does. It just goes through cycles of heating and cooling. Heating and cooling. Thus, things like the Ice Age. We didn't have anything to do with the Ice Age. It just happened. Nobody was, you know what I'm saying, stopped driving their cars and it became the Ice Age. That's not how it works. But anyway. You don't know that. Oh, God. By the way, I just want to drop out, drop some, Kunta's going to drop a gem. If you are open-minded, I suggest you read Chariots of the Gods by Eric Von Daniken. Caution, <laughs> it may be very hard for you to religion after that. But anyway, so he, you know, he 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 probably you know mentions on what may have been going on during some of those 
quote unquote ice ages, those natural ice ages. You know, I started watching a. I, I looked it up on um, um, YouTube. The guy, the guy you were saying his name or whatever, chairs of the gods, and that all that information seems very similar to the thing I posted with um, what was it, Michael Sarian and his talk of all the Indian scriptures that predate the Bible and all that stuff, and where they had like nuclear wars and things like that that were happening, you know, on Earth way before Jesus right. walked. Yeah, so I, that that, that they're very they're very similar. The difference is Dr. Eric von Daniken's been saying this shit since the 1960s, and he's lectured in front of NASA. So, also, um, Kunta, are you familiar with a guy named Zachariah Sitchin? Have you heard his name? I think so, but I'm a little fuzzy, but uh, it sounds very familiar. The Twelfth Planet? You ever heard of that book? Uh, yeah, actually I have. So it's, that's, uh, it's all the same. But, yeah, but Eric Von Daniken's been doing this since the 60s and taking a flag for it, and no one's really been able to debunk him. So he's like victory lapping this stuff. So he's kind of like one of the, one of the uh, I guess, the forefathers of tinfoil hat wearing. Yeah, I guess, but Zechariah Sitchin's pretty freaking old. If he's not dead, I think he may be dead now. But he was like born in the early 1900s, so I, I, I'm not sure that, that the guy you're talking about is the only dude who was doing it back in the day. But I will say this: of all the people that I've I've read, he's probably the most um, I won't say celebrated because nobody's really given. He's celebrated like Doctor Sabi was, where the mm. people the people who all, knew all these people are outside of traditional science, right? Right. So the people that knew knew that he was the dude, but. Real science never gave him the props because it would have been going against, I guess, marketing, <laughs> like the allergy season well, thing. Well, not marketing, but they challenge some very core principles that science takes for granted, right. such as the theory of evolution. Right. You know, one thing I just want to drop is that, you know, the human DNA actually has over 80 plus additions and subtractions that are unaccounted for. And yet they want us to believe that we naturally evolved from monkeys. Okay. Right. Compare our DNA to that of of monk of uh of apes today. There are at least eighty something changes that account for literally thousands of differences. Right, right. And you were right, uh your guy wins. Uh Zechariah Sitchin wrote the twelfth planet in nineteen seventy six. So mm. Yeah, so Eric Van Dunnikin's been doing it for a while. If you are of an open minded and you're thinking you might be in the Matrix, give them a read. Or listen, because I listen to audiobooks. I ain't got no time for reading. Reading's for suckers. <laughs> By the way, to be honest, I forgot to tell you something that's very near and dear to my heart and important. Happy Mexican Independence Day! So you Cinco de Mayo? What is that? No, that's not Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> that would be today. <laughs> Happy of- Mexican Independence Day. How did you celebrate? Um, I relaxed. I went to the gym. Um, I didn't have Mexican food. I had, um, what wow. did I have today? I think I had uh, pizza. I had pizza. I had Italian food. I know what you didn't have. What's that? Chick-fil-A. Nope, because it's Sunday and God hates faggots. Again, the views and opinions. Though, eh, if you read the books, it kind of does. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, so hold on. I get this. So when I say something that maybe you know, off the beaten path, we got to give the disclaimer. But when you say it, it's, it's okay? I'm just saying, if you if you read the book of the uh, King James Version of the Bible, the New Testament and the Old Testament, yeah, right. it's a bit sketch. And it I, seems I said the whole word too. Yeah, notwithstanding that you know the Jesus of uh, of the of the uh, Bible hung around with a lot of dudes all the time, <laughs> and the one time he didn't hang out with his dudes, his bros, one got really pissed, really pissed. 
and 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 he hung out with a prostitute. That's like a beard. Yeah, that's why the dude got pissed. He's like, who is she? How dare she? Why is he spending so much time with her? And her stupid, stinky, you know, smelly female parts in her breasts that feel like bags of sand. Right, sandbags. And actually, I I, I think I said the long version. I said the whole word. The the church in I think it's a church in Texas too. The church in Texas that shows up at people's funerals. They say on their signs, "God hates fags, not faggots." So I want that's the Greensboro people, right? Is that right? Greensboro Baptist. Church? In that Texas though. I don't know if they're based out of Texas. I just know they show up at all sorts of people's funerals protesting. Even veterans. <laughs> Especially veterans. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, hey, I'm sure they're going to have a great time in Ronald Reagan's heaven. Right. Right. Again, that's Eric Von Daniken. You know, you know, the thing of it is, is, you ever wonder why none of this shit makes any sense? Like, none of the religions make any sense. Everybody is different. But there are some similarities. And if you just account for one thing being different, then a lot of it starts making sense, and that's when it gets scary time. But I've given enough free publicity to Dr. Eric Van Daniken, so I'm done with that. Um, but I really want to talk about the phenomenal tamales and eggs I had for breakfast. They were great. Tamales thanks. and eggs. Yeah, thanks, Miss Kunta. You know, celebrating Mexican independence. Sweet. And after this podcast, I'm going to have some chilaquiles. If you don't like chilaquiles, I don't know if I like you. So be honest. Have you had chilaquiles? I don't even know what that is. So fair. I'm sure you'll love it. It's basically uh, tortilla chips with a green sauce or a red sauce and cheese. You can add an egg to it or you can add beef or you can add chicken. It's delicious. Uh, you lost me at the sauce. I don't eat sauces. Whatever, man. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, there's that. Why is it that Mexican food, they just have like white cheese, yellow cheese, green sauce? Why don't we ever know what the sauce is? That, that bothers, that's bothersome to me. That's problematic. You know what the sauce is? I don't that's, understand. You said, it, I've, I've noticed when I go to Mexican restaurants, they say, do you want white, white cheese or yellow cheese? And they're green sauce or, or, or red sauce. I need green to know, chile. Oh, red chile. Okay. I mean, I don't. No, they got to say that. They will tell you right in the name what it is, and they just, you know, shorten it. Wow. Don't shorten. We're really, we're really going to do this on a Mexican Independence Day, be honest? Don't, don't shorten do? my stuff. Thank you, Mexicans. Oh, wow. Well, Mexicans are making all of your food, literally. They are. Literally. Um, by the way, be honest, uh, I know that you like to, you know, shout to the heavens how we're all in the 1% of, like, wealth or some, some, something if we make over $30,000. 34000 to be exact. Sure. Okay. Well... If you're not going to give at least one-tenth of that for a new iPhone XS, does that mean you're below the poverty line? If you uh, can afford to give one-tenth of that to Apple, who just reached a trillion-dollar mark, if you can afford to do that, then I think you are wealthy. Not just yeah, rich, well, wealthy. Well, I have an iPhone 7 Plus, so I guess that means that I'm broke. Uh, remember broke. back in the day, it used to be, hey, if you have, you know, you iPhone, cool. What am I? What am I poor? I don't have an Android, but right. now, you know, Apple is taking it another level. If you don't get an iPhone XS, XS, not X, XS, that's Miss New Booty, then you're not really doing it. You think you're doing it? You're not doing it. You're um, not doing it at all. Well, first of all, I think that you would not fit. Like, you, have you ever seen that movie, um, Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. Okay. So you know how when you come in, you say something wrong, and everybody looks at you like, "Oh, he he is, he does has no place here." That's kind of what you just did. You said iPhone XS. I already know you're broke. Go on. 
iPhone 10s. That's a 10. It's not an X. Fair. See? See? Look at that. You know, I appreciate I appreciate my brother here reminding me just how far away from not being broke I am. <laughs> I'm even more broke than I thought. I can't even pronounce this shit correctly. <laughs> I don't even I mean, I can't even get in the game. I don't even know. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it sucks. Damn. It does. But it I don't does. know if you're broke, but you're definitely not rich. So if you have an Android, nope. just kill yourself. If you if you if yeah. you still have an especially if it's like a cricket wireless or like a micro uh, what is it, Metro PCS. If you wait, have one wait, of those, those Android, people already know they're broke. You don't need <laughs> you know, they don't need the PSA. They already know. <laughs> yeah, but if you got a Samsung and it's not like you gotta have the what is it, the S ten, whatever the newest one is, if you don't have that model, then you're still extremely broke. However, if you have an iPhone, I would I'm gonna drop it off at like seven. If you have a seven or newer, then you're yeah, you're getting unfortunate. I don't know if you I don't know if I don't yeah, know if you can swing I'm, with I'm the big dogs. Right. Me too. I'm unfortunate. I got a seven plus, uh seven S plus, seven seven S plus, yeah. So I'm I'm getting there myself. But if you got the iPhone, if you can afford an iPhone ten uh, I've seen people walking around with iPhone 10s with no case. I don't, I don't know what that, what that even, what, how do you do that? Because how else are you going to know it's an iPhone 10? Yeah, but who, who can afford to not put a case on it? Like, if that thing drops... People who aren't broke, be honest. I mean, follow your own syllogism. People who aren't broke can afford to have booty butt naked iPhones. Damn. That's because they're doing it. Damn. I yeah, want to do it. Not, not only, but just to be clear... Uh, be honest is actually uh, wealthy compared to Kunta because Kunta's iPhone 7 Plus is cracked. The screen is cracked. <laughs> so this is not this is not good at all. This is all bad. I couldn't use a phone with a cracked screen. Could not. Not even ten days. The 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 vision part's not. It's the edges. It's the edges. The vision part's not cracked. It's the edges. Mm, on the edges that. On the edges to me is still not. I, I couldn't do it if I if I had to pick it up. Cause so can you feel it? Do you you must not have a case on your phone either. Yeah, I do, but it's it's at the uh, it's in the boundaries away from the screen. It's mm-hmm. in the you know it's it's in the you know the this, the portion the, the 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 margin at the bottom is one line. And yes, I do feel it, and then the margin on the on the top of it. So it's not anywhere I would actually swipe. Gotcha. But I do see it. It's an eyesore, but. This not on the actual uh, viewing screen itself. So tell me how you feel about this, Kunta. Have you heard about the Hawaii or how, whatever, however you pronounce the Chinese phone that they make and they say don't buy it because they're spying on us with it? Yeah, no, I would, you know, I would not buy the, the, the Huawei phone because uh, I buy American. Right. So, yeah. But okay, so tell me about this. So there's one Xiaomi or Xiaomi, I don't know how to pronounce this stuff, but there, it's XIO or XIA something. They Xiao. Have, Xiao? Zhao. Zhao. Zhao something. Zhao me. Zhao my. Whatever. Regardless, though, the name of the phone is the Honor. And they right now have an Honor 8 and an Honor 8X Max. The Honor 8X is the size of like an iPhone Plus. And mm-hmm. it's $202 or something. And the 8X Max is like $290 or $250. But I'm telling you, these phones look and feel better than iPhones. They're, they're, they got the technology that's better than iPhone, better than Samsung, better than all that, and is a lot cheaper. But, of course, for this particular one, you'd have to do an Android operating system, which still kind of feels broke a little bit. But for $240, mm. Man, I don't care if that shit is called Optimus Prime and it turns into a goddamn Transformer. Okay. Swag is iPhone. That's what I fucks with. So, yeah, yeah now. Yeah, pass, but you— yeah, but you, But you're looking broke in the iPhone world now, like you said. So, you you can't— have the, I know. I got to step my game up. I got to hit the hit the paper out. I got to grind harder. I got to make it happen. How much is the 10S going for now? 
Oh man, it's over, over a thousand, man. right? Easy because the X was a grand. The ten, yeah, and the ten X, the ten S Plus is probably fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I would say that's probably that sounds about too right. Much. That's too much, man. I'm, I, I refuse. I'm gonna stay with my seven S Plus until it, the wheels fall off of it. Once upon a time, uh, when you bought a new phone, you got like you know new features that you wanted. <laughs> that you that you had had the phone before. So, man, I wish it could do blah blah blah. Like you know, face recognition unlock. Like I don't need that in my life. I don't even okay. like that idea. So uh, what? Why do I need this? All right, and bigger screen, bit more pixels. But I got a lot of pixels right now. It's like you know, what do you? I mean, there's there's really there's really, and that's the problem with phones. Actually, for the phone business industry, is that they've kind of hit maybe a wall of sorts. There needs to be a new jump. We've kind of had the same thing for like a long time. You know what the jump is? Be, what's that? They put the little chip inside you behind your ear and it shows through your eyeballs. Okay. Where do I sign up? <laughs> so you're getting the chip? Do you get the chip? I'm not going to be left behind. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, poo poo change i'm not gonna stand in the face of innovation as no, I've, i gotta be as i've expressed on the no nonsense show that's that's our evolution if you don't do that you're not gonna evolve as a human our evolution exactly. is to is to become part of the whole thing and the whole thing is robotic and the whole thing is ai and the whole thing is our integration into that so if you don't want to evolve and you want to remain this this kind of human then you're gonna not get the chip no, I mean, yeah, I mean, who wants to do that? I mean, we we already saw saw all of this with the ten was it ten million dollar man? It was pretty, pretty clear. <laughs> it was, that's where we were headed. So I just cannot wait for uh, Bionic Speed, man. I can't, can't wait to get back on the court. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Be bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, you know, it's gonna. It's, I just look. I can't wait. I literally can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. You've already done it, though. I think what what humans don't realize is that they've already done the first half of it. We've integrated ourselves with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. All of everything of that go that runs through our veins and runs through our you know our brain is already integrated into that system. That system is living and breathing. It, it's organic now. It doesn't need you anymore, really. So the only the only logical next step is to to integrate ourselves or that into us. It's just the logical next step. You know, the logical next step is fucking Terminators, which is why Elon Musk has warned us about AI, artificial intelligence. Right. Let's talk about some more mundane shit. You're freaking me out, man. My bad, the my rise bad. of machines is coming. I can't, you know, hold on, man. Um, did you happen to watch the uh, Triple G Canelo fight? I didn't get a chance to see it. I went to a comedy show, and the comedy show was really good, though, but I didn't get a chance to see the fight because of it. Oh, well, you know, long story short, uh, boxing is still very filthy. Filthy in the that, back behind the behind the, 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 the veil, you mean? Yeah, it's just it's it's just the worst. The absolute worst. At this point, you can't even believe your lion ass eyes about the results of a fight you see. <laughs> uh it's just crazy, man. And I'm not falling for it. I'm not giving any more money for these promoters to line their pockets. On fixed outcomes. I mean, you, you, Triple G came in as the champion, and Canelo came in as the challenger. And um, at best, you could argue the fight was a draw. At best, but you know the good folks at Golden Boy Productions, Oscar De La Hoya, uh, apparently bought two judges 
And, you know, they had Canelo winning at least two more rounds than Triple G. I don't know how the fuck they got there. I don't. I don't know how they got there. Uh, Triple G was opened up. Not, not, not Triple G. Canelo was opened up a long time ago. Like, he needs stitches today. His right. eyeball was coming out. But he won. And, uh, and and so, you know, now they want to do it a third time. I'm like, well, I'll just catch the box score the next time. Right. Relatedly, my boy in the ring, not outside the ring, outside the ring, he's a horrible human being. Money Mayweather thinks that he should come out of retirement because the people want to see him fight Pacquiao for, for round two of Mayweather Pacquiao. Nah. I'm not paying for that. I literally could not care less. Floyd Mayweather should have fought Pacquiao way back in the day when it mattered. It didn't even matter when they finally fought, if you ask me. Imagine how less it'll matter when they fight again in December. I'm done, man. Mayweather, um, he's the he was the best villain, but now it's just kind of pathetic. Not because I, don't, I think he's a bad fighter or I think he doesn't still have it. But I think it's just the theatrics that he brought along with it and, you know, his Twitter beefs. I mean, his Instagram beefs and everything with 50 Cent and everybody. It's just a, it's just kind of annoying now. So it's like um, boxing is not what I want to see from him. But, you know, I mean, like, I would watch it if it's free. Like, literally, does he have absolutely nothing to do to pass his time now? Is that, is that what this is about? Didn't he fight McGregor last year? Yeah, but that was silly. That was a silly fight. I mean, I, I didn't pay for it, but I went to a fight party where they did pay for it. Um, but it was, that was just, that was a spectacle. That wasn't real. It's equally silly for him to fight Pacquiao again. Like, who, nobody wants this. Agreed. Nobody Pacquiao's wants a, this. Pacquiao needs to go run his country or whatever he's doing as a politician. Well, he can't. He pissed off the Catholic church, but keeping it moving. So you went to a comedy show. Uh, who'd you go see? Uh, well, it was, it was like a, um, not, I want to say underground, but it was like up and coming oh, new people. The Chitlin circuit, I get you. Yeah, but um, the, the headline, like what they do is they bring in a lot of guys who aren't on yet, and then they have one headliner. And the headliner's name was somebody Dixon. I can't remember his first name. Um, but he was pretty funny. He was pretty funny, but um, the guy who was, that was the funniest, though, let me see if I can look. I, I followed him on Instagram because he, he's got something, and I think he's probably going to be pretty good soon. He's from Atlanta or from Decatur, Georgia, so... Uh, who's this? What's this guy's name? Let me see if I can find it. Okay, can't find it. Anyway, fat, fat man, somebody with two T's. Fat man, somebody. Okay. <laughs> fat with two T's. If you look up fat with two T's, man, the whatever, the whatever comes up after that is him. Uh, excuse me, Pimpin. The only person with two T's in the first name I'm looking up is one Mr. Cat Williams. Fat man D. You dig? You understand smell what I'm saying? Fat man D. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. I have no idea. I've, I've never. Okay, let me hold on. Let me get, let me get his name out, and I'm gonna come back to Cat Williams. Fat man D. with two T's. Yeah, and he's pretty funny. But Cat Williams. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. So <laughs> he was sitting at home one day, saying, "You know, I want to be big in comedy." What should my stage name be? And he went with Fat Man Deezy. I wouldn't even consider him fat. That's what's really bad about it. That's as dumb as nephew Tommy. Yeah, he's he's not little, but he's not like obese. But that's his stage name is Fat Man Deezy. Maybe, but the thing is though, maybe that'll change when he gets bigger. He's like, you know, does what? he know he's telling jokes and not rapping? <laughs> right. You don't really have to have an alias, right? You can just be your real name, right? 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 Yeah. Batman Deasy. Man. He was kind of funny. But Cat Williams, I don't know that I've been a Cat Williams fan after the very first one. Excuse me? <laughs> uh, sir. 
Sir, you must be mistaken, sir. Be honest. Be all the way 100% honest with me. I'm being 100. I'm not being 99 and a half. I'm 100, sir. I didn't ask the question yet. Cat pack all day. Hold on. So you're telling me that Money Mike was really funny to you? <laughs> yes, he was, Pamit. Let me check my Palm Pilot. Uh, yeah, I'm clear. Yeah, Money Mike was, yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I wasn't impressed then. I, I, was, I was kind of annoyed by his character in the movie, but that first one. Uh, sir, that's because it's pimping, pimping. You know, either you, either you are one or you're not one, and you might could be one, but you're not, you is or you isn't, so I understand. The first so one the the f- resonates with me. The first one was really funny. The second one was funny. After that, it's been like, come on, it's been like a repeat. It's like Pete and repeat over and over and over. But I will say this. As many times they try to call this man crazy and insane and whatever, whatever the drugs have done to him or whatever, I still believe that there's a lot of authenticity and what people say, real nigga, I hate that. I hate that. But there's a lot of that in him. Like, he's not, he's not an idiot. No, but fighting 14-year-olds is probably not a good look, not particularly that. if you're not going to win. Not that. I'm talking about what he's speaking about, the things that he's willing to do. I understand, but I can't sometimes separate the two. Yeah, gotcha. So recently you posted in the Slack room, people. You got to get in the slack room. If you want to you, you interact with me and be honest on a regular basis, you want to interact with other uh, pers- personalities that have other shows on the Rare Science Network, get in the slack room. You know how much it costs to get in the slack room? Nothing. Nothing. It, Nada. That's not true. It costs a real profile pick. Like I said, it costs you nothing, nada, you know, to get in the Slack room. So all you got to do is email rarescience.com and ask. And Beyonce will allow you in the Slack room after he goes through a very uh, complex and thorough background check to make sure that you don't have more felonies than Cat Williams. I don't care. He apparently has... Uh, 19? How many did you say? He, 19. He, 19. <laughs> I was like, nigga, how is you out? It's not true. That cannot be true. <laughs> he wasn't, didn't seem like he was joking. But, but later on, he said that he was never convicted of any of them. So you don't have 19 felonies, nigga. You got 19 charges. Okay. You know, apples, oranges, still. That's a lot. 19's a lot. 19 charges. A lot of run-ins with the law. That's a lot of run-ins. No, 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 no. You know how cops do, though. If you run from a cop, it's like they give you like 10 felonies for that. It's like evading an officer, obstruction of justice. You know what I'm saying? There's like 10 things they put on you. Yeah, so. he did all that. That was back about four years ago at a Target. Right. No, I'm going to be on all the way. I'm going to keep it all the way 100 with you. Cat Williams, when he's not strung out, is my favorite comedian. Wow. The problem is the last six years, he's he's clearly been on drugs. And favorite? Favorite? Um, excuse me, Pam, but did, did I stutter? I don't think I did. Cat Williams, my favorite comedian. Wow. When he's not on drugs. I don't think he's in my top five. He's not in my top ten. You're, We're talking about people who are alive who actually do stand up on a regular basis. Talking probably. about right now, active comedians, you're saying. Active comedian, not active comedians, people who do actively do stand up. So he's funnier than Lil Rail? <laughs> Lil who? Yeah. <laughs> he's funnier than Tiffany Haddish? 
I don't understand the fascination with Tiffany Haddish. Do you? Can you explain it to me? No, I have no idea. I, I, I didn't think she was funny ever. And he kind of, in that interview, he kind of hit it on the head. Like, everybody got a ratchet cousin or a sister or aunt. All she's doing is just playing that role. Like, she's saying that, that, that she has a, a, a ratchet aunt or... I get it. That that's exactly what she does, and it's not. I'm not. She's not. She's not unfunny, but she's not hilarious. She's not funny, really. She's just like. Mm. I mean, I know people like her. I'm like, ha, ah, that's funny. Keep it moving. Yeah. But no, she's not. She's not. Ha ha, funny to me. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. You, like, she's not. You know. I don't know. You ready to throw a disclaimer? Just go ahead and get it ready. Okay. Here, here goes. There aren't right. any funny women comedians. Go ahead. The views and opinions of Be Honest represent <laughs> only his side of black on both sides. Please send all of your hate mail to Be Honest, though. If he hasn't gotten any at this point, given all the stuff he says across a wide spectrum of podcasts <laughs> on a weekly basis, that probably means he ain't never going to get any. <laughs> they said that Camacho chick, she's even worse. Like, she's not funny at all. And she's ugly, too. So it's like, you don't even have that. At least be pretty if you're a, if you're a female comic. And I know that's probably going to get a lot of hate, too. I don't care. Be pretty, though. Like, come on. Like, Tiffany Haddish is, like, borderline. Face. Borderline what? Pretty. Like, they got to make her up with some makeup to make no, her. She's like, borderline, do you want fries with that, sir? <laughs> she's like, borderline. I oh, know. I'm sorry. The ice cream machine is down. <laughs> that's messed up. No, it's not. No, it's not. Put a Mickey D's. Imagine the Mickey D's visor. Right. Does it look out of place? Nope. It does not, sir. It does not. Yeah, you're right. But um, yeah, she's not funny. But no women, no women comedians are. But she's definitely not. Um, but Cat Williams being your favorite though, that's hmm. So by the way, I just want to put on record, I completely disagree with your assertion that no women comedians are funny. Name them. That's crazy talk. Go ahead, and name them. Well, people I'm really into now, Ali Wong. She's funny as hell. Mm. I like Ali Wong. Blah. So so. Did you, did you? Did you? Okay. So so. Uh, I like uh, Angela Johnson. No idea who that is. Bonquiki. Bonquiki. Is that no. is that part of Angela Johnson? Yeah, it's one of her most popular characters. You have to send me a link. I have no idea who that is. It's not really worth it. If you didn't know, it's it's not going to add anything to your life. Be honest, it really like, isn't. Here, here's my thing. All the women comedians, like the 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 highest level. Lunell, man, she's funny. Who? Lunell. Like I said, this what I was about to say is going to resonate really hard now that you say Lunell. The funniest a woman can be is like Lavelle Crawford funny on in guys. So like as low as Lavelle Crawford is on the funny list, that's the highest that women can get. Almost you know, like how almost Mo like Monique how is is one of the most decorated comedians in the history of comedy, not named Whoopi Goldberg. So like how um Eminem just said in his diss track against MGK that like his flops are MGK's hits. That's kind of like how women comedians are. Like Chris Rock's flops are women's comedians' best shots. But anyway, okay. yeah, you can't compare all-time greats. That's different. Okay, so Chris Rock is funnier in your mind. Okay, whoa, whoa. See, you're you're confusing me now. So Cat Williams is not funnier than Chris, Chris Rock. Chris Rock releases a stand up once every fifteen years. But so he I just don't released one. Him an actively working stand up comedian. He released one in the past two years, though. One in the last two years. How long between that and his last one? But Cat Williams has been a in decade. Mr. J hit it right on the head. Cat Williams has been doing the same show fifteen times. He's done the same show. How many times can you do that show? Well, actually, he's done it nine times. However many times. 
One of them grossed $25 million. I don't Pimp believe Chronicles. it. I don't believe it. You didn't believe him when he said it? I don't believe that. Let me tell you, listeners, I'm referring to this week there was an interview when Cat Williams was appeared on a radio station. Uh, he's currently on tour. He was here. Oh, yeah, he's currently on tour. So he was at a radio station in Atlanta with one of his undercard acts. And, uh, you know, the undercard act, whose name I forget. Um, Red somebody. Yeah, see, that's another thing. Red, maybe that's a nickname. You know what's not a nickname? Fat D's. Nobody calling him that. <laughs> Fat Man <Nobody>. Deasy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Fat Man Scoop. He's that funny. one. Nobody likes saying that shit either. Fat Man Deasy was funny. Shout out to Fat Man Deasy from Decatur. Okay. Ali Wong. That's her government name right there. Maybe. That's not her real name. It is a real name because she's also a, in the writer. She's a writer. She's a working writer. That doesn't mean anything. That, that could just be her. her uh, I can't remember what the word is for it. They Are you trying to tell me Jamie Foxx is not a real name? It's not. You know that. You you said his name was Eric Bishop on this show. I love some Eric Bishop from Terrell, Texas, but I don't understand his fascination with unremarkable white women. But keeping it moving. Um, the interview. Uh, the interview. So he just starts reeling off how many uh, more filmed comic specials he has than like all-time greats. He said five more than Martin. And he just kept, so he kept calling out all-time greats and how many more specials he had. He said, uh, you know, four more or something than Chappelle. And Chappelle just released four in the last two years. He's done nine of these things. And one of them, Pimp Chronicles, I believe, grossed $25 million. Why is this important? Because apparently he owns 100% of the content, which means he makes all of the, of the revenue from this. And then he said something that was ridiculous that he said, I'm, I'm 50 and I've never had a loan or a car lease in my life. Probably because of the felonies. But I digress still. <laughs> that's still some impressive shit to say. I don't know if I believe that. I hope, I hope it's true, but I don't know if I believe that though. I don't believe that he owns 100% of his, all his shows either. I mean, he may. And if he does, that's why he has never reached the level that he was supposed to reach. That, that would explain it. You're saying that he doesn't like to partner with mainstream media, and that's why he can't get pushed over. I I would be willing to bet that he could opposed to the crack. <laughs> I would I would say that he probably can't partner with mainstream media at this point. But in the very beginning, like that first shot, I don't even know. Wait, what the wait, wait! This fool just won an Emmy like last week for what? His uh, guest appearance on I guess uh, Atlanta, I think the TV show. Uh huh. So he got an Emmy last week, a real whole ass Emmy. Right. By the way, shout out to John Legend for being the first black EGOAT winner, EGOT winner. That's Emmy. That's uh Grammy. Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony. All of them at the same damn time. Yeah. That is that yeah. is that is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Is that uh, you is know that black not, excellence? That is black excellence. Okay. Well, we don't know his real last name, so there is that. It ain't legend. That's a stage name. Probably not even John. Might be John. Who knows? His eyes bother me. There's something beady about his eyes. <laughs> that that bothers me. He I don't oversings mind that. everything. I don't he mind oversings that. everything. Glory oversings everything. And just 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 tone it. I just need him to take it from ten down to about a about a hard eight. <laughs> Bring it down to about an eight. You know, Chrissy Teigen, 
I mean, she takes nice pictures, but she's annoying as fuck. I don't no, even know hey, what she's ever what he, done. What he eat don't make me shit. So if he like it, I love it. So good for him. So man, back to this cat thing. Um, if he does own his own, all his movies and I mean his shows or whatever, that is that is phenomenal. No, I'm purely talking about the film comedy stand-ups. So the very first one he owned. I don't believe that. I don't believe that he came out of his he pocket. Said he for that. put it on by him. He 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 funded it himself with no loans. That's what he said. See, I don't believe that. That was a pretty big show. That very first one was was done. The production quality of it was very nice. And that doesn't mean he didn't do it. Another thing yes, that, it does. that raises the question is that he said that Netflix has offered him a $2 million deal. No, he said he got it, I thought, for that last one. Yeah. $2.5 million based off his ticket sales. That's why Monique only got 200 some thousand because she wasn't out there working. She has tried to go in there and get money, but she wasn't really touring. He said he went and put the work in, and because he sold 2.5 million tickets, they offered him $2.5 million. Okay. But no, here's my, here's my problem with all of that. His very first special was very well produced from a production standpoint, like lighting, cameras, the cranes moving, the way that they were capturing him, the way that the stage set was. If you, if you look at all of the, the ones after that, they weren't, the, they weren't the same production quality. I'd be willing to bet that the first one was not him, and all the ones after that may have been him. But the, the quality of them went down, and they weren't fucking funny. They just weren't they funny. Weren't fucking, they weren't as funny because he was on serious drugs. Fair. That's fair. Probably still is, though he did seem clean in that in that interview. Because yeah, I remember I saw him when he came. Uh, so you know, I live out in the LA area, and so a lot of comedians regularly, and you know, just as they do in Atlanta, they they come out and they test material. And they, you know, they because comedy is actually a skill. It's a skill set that has to be honed. You know, they have to go out and hone their material over right. and over and over again. Right. And after they get to it, get it to a point to where they are okay with it, then it turns into a special. So this was right after, uh, I don't know, he got arrested in Burbank from trying to evade the police and some shit. And he was hanging out with Suge Knight. So Suge Knight was free at this time. So that's how long ago this was. And he didn't look right, man. Perm wasn't right. He was very sweaty. And, uh, you know, drugs, man, you know, the thing about comedi- comedians is that, you know, to be a, a com- uh, to be a comedian means that you have to be very, you have to be very, um, skeptical, sarcastic, cynical. You must be very cynical about life because the same place that pain comes from is a similar place, I believe, to where humor comes from. And so most of our great comedians just got problems. Show me a happy comedian. I'll show you somebody that's inauthentic. Talking about you, Dane Cook. Go fuck yourself. And uh, Kevin Hart is about to is getting to that point. But no, he got demons. He got, I mean, he, he, he cheated on his wife to get his current wife. And he cheated on his current wife. And... Uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it comes from a very dark place. So a lot, you know, that's why people like Richard Pryor, you know, harm themselves. You know, that's why Eddie is sleeping, Eddie Murphy sleeping with trannies. It's just, you know, destructive behavior. <laughs> so you're saying that if a guy sleeps with a transsexual, that means it's, that's destructive? One well, comparing it to his, you know, <laughs> to his actual two or three comedy specials that have been out, that would not seem like something he was going to do. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Um, 
I don't think Kevin Hart is funny. The, I, I don't think that he's untalented. I just don't. I don't think his humor his humor doesn't line up with mine. So I don't. I don't laugh very much when I watch his shows either. Because inauthentic. It's not his anymore. He has a team of writers. But he's with, the Drake of comedy now. Oh, that's that's a good analogy. That's a good analogy. And it's, and it's true. He doesn't. You know. He doesn't. He has literally a team of writers. Everybody that does. Work day and night. Everybody does. I think Cat doesn't, which is why his you know his material uh, gets stale. Because his mindset gets still sometimes because of the drugs. Well, I don't know if there's a team of writers, but most people have at least one other person that they write things with, and that's just because. No, I said team. I meant team. Yeah. Like Drake's team of ghostwriters. It's well known in the industry that Kevin Hart has a whole ass team yeah. of comedy writers, like Chris Rock, who just went out uh, had a comedy special like last year, I think. Yeah, those are his jokes. Yeah, he might have had one other person he wrote with. You know, like Richard Pryor wrote with Paul Mooney. Right. No, but Kevin Hart literally has his shit down to a science. It's a money-making venture for him. So that's how he was able to keep turning out these uh, tours worldwide. I don't, I don't think, I, I hope that Cat continues to, to, to prosper, but I don't, in that particular interview, I'm not, really sh- it, I'm not really sure why he snapped on Wanda, the lady who was in the interview so hard. Did you see the he reason? Has problems. He's got a lot of problems. We're talking about this interview. You can look at it. You can YouTube it. It just happened this week. Cat Williams. Um, V103. It says V103. Cat Williams disses Tiffany September Haddish. September 2018. Yeah. Yeah. The one he, they say he disses Tiffany Haddish, Little Rel, and others. He wants all the smoke. He dissed, yeah. it. He dissed that, that lady, though, for no reason. It was really uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know why it went that way. I don't know. I don't know why it went that way, if that's how that show goes. I don't know. I've never watched that show. But I also recognize that comedians, for the most part, are really complex people. And by complex, I mean fucked up. Right. They're not usually people you want to hang out with. Oh, I remember I was listening to this one comedian who's, who said, babies are suicidal assholes. Think about it. They're constantly doing shit that could kill them. And when you save them, they never say they're sorry or thank you. They're suicidal assholes. The level of cynicism to get to that point is scary. Right. I remember Dion Cole, before he got his big break, I would watch him at the, uh, what is it called? At the, uh, mm. I think Dion Cole was funny. He wasn't always. I saw him at the, uh, Remember Encino Man? Kind of. The movie? With Brad, Brendan Fraser or something? Yeah, who's the other dude? <sighs> the Weasel. Pauly Shore? I don't know. Who was that guy? Yeah, Pauly Shore's family owns a comedian, a very famous comedy, comedy uh, uh, venue in Los Angeles. And that's where I saw Dion Cole when he hadn't made it yet. Yeah. And he, he was, he was kind of funny. He had this deal to where he would say a joke. And if people laughed, he would he would pretend that he was writing on a piece of paper. Yeah, that's a good one. And then if people didn't laugh, he said, "Oh no, that one didn't work." <laughs> that's funny. Because so, uh, it, it, it saves him from from flopping. He's like, "Oh, I'm just trying these out." So it gets old. It does. I'm sure. And, yeah, but in any event, long story short, so I think that comedy come. You know, most people that, that are successful working, not even successful, most people that are working comedians have a dark side. And so I don't think based on what I saw and based on how the interview with the cat has anywhere 
escaped his demons and you know i i just hope that you know he keeps himself safe but who knows do you want to talk about some schism or do you want to talk about some uh depressing shit mm schism okay cuz i got some depressing shit and sometimes our listeners want to hear the depressing shit well you determine for me then you whichever one you think is better <sighs> Black on both sides, you know, it's not necessarily a comedy podcast. We talk about a lot of things. One of the things I strive to do is to talk about issues and events that affect our lives. And so I would be remiss if we did not talk about the travesty that's going on in Dallas with Botham John and his murder in his own home by a off-duty police officer. Uh, I think her name's Amanda Geiger. I'm not sure. Uh, so those you don't know, um, Amanda Geiger, I think her name's Amanda, um, shot and killed both them, John and both them, John, John's own apartment. Her excuse and why this happened was that she accidentally walked into their apartment because she mistook it for her own apartment. I believe we talked about this in our last episode. Right. And, um, so some more shit's happened since then. Well, for starters, on the day of his funeral, Dallas PD uh, released a information that they allegedly found marijuana in Mr. Jean's apartment. So a few questions. I thought he was the victim and killed in his own house. Right. Do we have... A report on what was in Amanda Geiger's apartment? No. You know why? Saying fucking search her house. Well, it didn't happen in her house. So that's fair. It's just, why does this matter? You know why it matters. In the words of Dave Chappelle, sprinkle some crack on him. Look at this. Look at this. This nigga broke in here and put up pictures of himself. (laughs) How dare he sprinkle some crack on him. So... (laughs) So they went with weed. I don't know why they went with weed. Because maybe they thought that given who this man was in his community, no one would believe hard drugs. Right. Maybe I that's agree. what they went with. Yeah. Because both of them, John was a, was a businessman. He was a uh, a prominent member of his church. And he was a solid citizen based on all accounts uh, to this point. And so it's, you know, like D.L. Hughley said, who's been commentating on a lot of this, that, you know, when you're black and they kill you, they normally kill you twice. They kill you once in reality, and they kill you again in the media. Right. You know, I took great pleasure in watching Miss Geiger be booked. Um, that did happen. Um, but, you know, everything that's going on here with the story, the first story that she said when this happened was uh, she was trying to get into her apartment, and she tried her key, and it wouldn't work. And... Then the door opened and there was Mr. Jean standing there. And uh, and 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 I guess it stalled, startled her or something, and that's why she shot. Then another story she later said is that the door was wide open and she walked into it thinking it was her apartment and saw him in the shadows and she shot. Because I guess she was startled. Who's just standing well, there around have been in the shadows? Six witnesses who have contradicted that. There have been six witnesses in that apartment complex who are reporting that they heard her banging on the door and giving instructions. If you come to my house 
bang on my door and tell, yell at me to do shit, the odds of me doing it are very small. Very small. I know a friend of the show, BTG, has a theory that perhaps they had some sort of relationship. I don't know. What I do know is that Miss Geiger, as I said last week, has plenty of pictures on her social media with people wearing um, All Lives Matter shirts and flashing white power symbols. To be honest, I don't know if you had a chance to look at your uh, Instagram in the last two hours, but I sent you an image of what that hand signal is because uh, recently, or well, yesterday, someone was reprimanded uh, from flashing that signal during a hurricane coverage. So it's it's a real thing. So I say all that to say this is... Why does it matter in all that's happened whether or not there were any drugs inside of Mr. Jean's home? What purpose does that serve other than to, quote unquote, dirty up the victim? It doesn't. It doesn't. At all. I don't even know. That's just silly. There is to be done about this. I don't know. I don't know what there is to be done about this. What, what Am I surprised? What, no. Is the, is the idea here that because he had marijuana in his house, he deserved to be shot? I have absolutely no idea. And I, unfortunately, I did listen to his mother making a statement about this, and she said that she looks forward to the toxicology reports on her son and on Geiger. Which, you know, the toxicology report on her shouldn't come back with alcohol because she had just got off her shift. Right. And so this is just insane. It's it's literally insane of what's going on. And I'm curious because Dallas, where this happened, Dallas does have a black um, head of their sheriff's department. Irrelevant. Doesn't matter if he's black or not. Here's the thing, right? So He's black. It doesn't matter. It's, that's irrelevant. Misogynist. No, that's that's irrelevant no, because it doesn't. No, but she was appointed after all of the racial, uh, you know, uproar of the last couple of years that was supposed to be uh, a meet you in the middle a concession i'm curious to see what will happen with this investigation and this outcome so as far as i know geiger's been charged with manslaughter i don't know how you get to manslaughter from that oh one other thing so her latest story that was contradicted by the witnesses that the door was open and she walked in uh, i saw on instagram Another person that lived in the apartment complex who heard this. I saw that. Sheesh. Yeah. They're, these are your basic run-of-the-mill, um, regular, regular, cookie-cutter apartments. The doors on cookie-cutter apartment uh, apartments never stay open. They, they, they close shut on their own. They're just heavy-ass doors. They close shut on their own. This idea that the door was open and she just, you know, she walked in. I mean, when are we going to start holding trained law enforcement accountable for their actions with firearms. Wake me up when that happens. The issue here is that conspiracy theories aside, like this isn't even a big conspiracy theory. The fact that they went in and tried to plant marijuana means that no matter what the toxicology comes back as, it's going to be, it's going to be doctored as well. If they're willing to put marijuana down, they're willing to change a number or a, a negative or positive here or there. I mean, what does that, what, what purpose does that serve other than trying to taint your potential grand jury and ultimate jury that this is a bad person who deserved to die in his own home? It doesn't because matter. The, the bullet was fired. 
You know what I'm saying? And that has nothing to do with whether or not somebody had marijuana in their house or not. Nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't. And as you know, again, you know, they will kill you twice. Once in real life, then again in the news, they will kill you. They will always try to find... I remember when the uh, the young lady got stabbed in the Bay Area a few months back. The first picture one news organization found for, of her from her social media was a picture of her holding what looks like a gun. No, it was a phone case shaped like that. Like a gun? But they didn't, yeah, but they didn't say that. Uh-huh. They didn't say that part. They left that part out. They want, they want to make her look like someone, you know, who that we're, we're better off they're not here anymore. And I'm just, I'm just tired of it. I'm sick of it. I think that there's a groundswell happening. And I think that some change is going to happen sooner than later. This is the last gasp, I believe, of a certain type of, of, of white supremacist, old white males. This is the last gasp. This is, this, we got to push through this because I do believe that there is change happening. Yeah, but it's uh, going to be tainted by the Mike Brown type stuff. Like, you know, Mike Brown was not the saint. And they tried to make him into, they made him the, the, the baseline for a, the foundation for an entire movement. He was the wrong one. So we have to make sure that we're not allowing that kind of shit to get through. because There's plenty of right ones, unfortunately. Yeah, but he's not the right one. And that's where a lot of stuff started from. So this groundswell has to be very particular and have to take, has to take very, has, they have to take precautions because the Mike Brown situation was a, a travesty. None of none of the stuff that that they said happened happened, and it and it sparked and birthed a, a whole movement like that. That kind of shit, we have to be able to say, you know what, this isn't the guy. This isn't the black dude. We're gonna put all this on. Let's let's find a better black dude. And I hate to say it that way, but it's very, to me, it's it's an important point because well, I get back to what you and I talked about last week when I told you I didn't want to talk about him being clean cut and a businessman. Right, and you said that mattered. That should not matter. It does. But it shouldn't. If someone's killed unjustly, they're killed unjustly. Yeah, but it still matters, though. It does. It still matters. Like, here's the thing, right? Neither one of us were there. So we don't know exactly what happened. But what we do know are the almost like context clues. We know what's going on around them. We know what their environment is like. We know what type of people they are on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the week before. So be, using those, those things, that context, we can make a good uh, prediction forecast on what the rest of their week was going to be like the next week. However, if we're using Mike Brown and his history and his environment, the context there is just really poor. So what I'm saying is it does, it absolutely does matter what Mike Brown did from a day-to-day basis, five minutes before, five days before, that matters. What both of them did five days before, five minutes before matters. And that's I don't what I'm think saying. So. I mean, at the end of the day, if he was cooking up raw crack inside of his apartment right. and that officer went inside of his house without a search warrant, right. not only could she not uh, arrest him for cooking up raw crack because she went without a search warrant, well, that, she that, also couldn't shoot him. Bullshit, Conte, because here's why, right? If, if you're telling me that it's okay for Mike Brown, and I'm not talking, let's, let's not use his name because I don't know anything about him as far as his crack selling or anything. Like, I don't know if he did that. Let's use a, another drug dealer, okay? So somebody who's cooking up crack, they're going to take that crack and they're going to sell it on the street to somebody's mom, sister, daughter, whatever. That's killing our, our, that's killing our kids and our sisters you and our mothers. Go into their house as a law enforcement Without a valid search warrant. All I'm saying to you... Or probable cause to be in there. All I'm saying to you is that I don't want to... I'm not getting on a a mountain or a molehill for that guy. That's all I'm saying. For that guy who's willing to fuck his own community up, I'm not standing up in the line for him. 
But for a guy who died in his you're own You're falling apartment, into their trap, be honest. You're falling into the trap. You say so. The trap is they're trying to figure out ways to make you feel okay-ish that this guy is, or, or sometimes a woman, sometimes a child. Right. This child is no longer here. Right. That's not the right inquiry. That isn't what I you're said, too though. Far, you're too far gone. What, it doesn't no. matter. No, no, no. What it, I said it, is it, we, 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 not them, we have to be careful about who we stand beside. So we have to do our research. I don't give a fuck what the TV says and the media says. I'm talking about we have to do our research to make sure that the nigga that we standing beside is not no fucking drug dealing ass killing his own people ass nigga because I'm not standing with that nigga. That's what I'm saying. We have to be very careful about who we attach ourselves to when we're making this stand because if we make our stands with the Mike Brown or somebody who's killing his own community, fuck that nigga. I don't want to be attached yes, to that dude. I don't care how he killed. died. It doesn't matter to all me. All the people that have been killed, there are so many people who were doing nothing wrong. That's the ones I want to attach myself to. That's what I'm saying. That's there all I was saying. Orlando Castile. I want to attach myself to those people. That's what I'm saying. He did everything that a lawful person is supposed to do who ha who carries a weapon in a state that allows them to carry a concealed weapon. That's all I'm saying. I want to attach myself to those people, not the ones who we're doing. Tamir Rice, a child. A child. Right. Philando Castile, Absolutely. selling Lucy's and mixtapes. Absolutely. But they, neither one of those guys are the ones they started a whole movement off of. They started off Mike Brown. And that's what I'm saying. We need to be more careful. You got to move past that, sir. You, sir, you got to move past that. There have been too many more since then. Mike Brown is just one of many faces. Mike right. Brown is not the face of this. Any, and there's, there's too many. You got to move past that. Yeah, but all of them do. are not. They, they have us trying to, trying to, trying to explain why we have to be better and how we get killed. What? Really? What? No, 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 no. Are you sitting here telling me that there's there's no jury that needs to go into this? You're telling me that everybody who's black who dies deserves people to go in and fight for them? No, get the fuck out. Some people deserve to die. Unjust black, murder, white, Asian. Unjust murder. There's no such thing as an unjust, unjust murder. When you get, when you get to a certain level, though, the, the just of it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's just or unjust. There are some people I am not oh, going I, to ride I, for. I don't care how they died. I can't agree with that, particularly when it's about police brutality and people killing us because they can, because of their their own ideas of what they think we are. Right. They think we are all problematic, like Mike Brown. I don't agree with that they statement. You're all like that. I don't agree with that statement. That's 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 reckless. That's a reckless statement. They don't think we're all shit. There are some people who think we are, and there are some people who think we're not. But this, at the same time, we think things about people that they aren't and are also. I don't think that everybody who wears a uniform thinks that we're all anything. That's bullshit, and that's reckless, and that needs to stop. I don't think everybody... Pull a trigger and kill someone of color. But there are not, not that many of them. There are not. If, if you look at the, the grand scheme of things, there are not that many of them. The min, amount of people that die unarmed and unjustly, there are not that many of them. There are some. There are enough to say, oh, my God. But there are not that many of them. There are some people that we need to stand beside and stand up for, and their deaths are wrong, and people need to be brought to justice. There are some. But what I'm saying is we need to, we as black people, need to make a really strong distinction about who we're willing to stand for. I'm not rooting for everybody black. Sorry. I'm just not. Well, King Kunta is. So this is going to be one of those episodes where we don't agree. And we really don't agree. We are very far apart on this. So listeners, 
do you you feel like be honest? Do you think that we just have to be careful about who we should care about and that there are some people it really doesn't matter how they're gone as long as they're gone? Or do you think more like Kunta in that if there is an unjust taking of a life by someone who's sworn to protect, that's a problem. Let us know. Can I edit one thing what you said that I don't agree with? You said that it doesn't matter how they're gone as long as they're gone. I don't want them dead, but I don't care how they're dead. There's a difference. I'm not asking for them to get killed, but I'm just not going to sit here and do research and try to figure out why, why? No, nigga, you killing your own people. I don't care why. I don't, I'm not, I don't want you to die, but at the same time, it's, it doesn't matter because you shouldn't be doing what you're doing either. So I'm not saying that you're right or wrong. So many more examples just recently that, than Mike Brown. I've got the right. young lady that lost her life at the BART station. Right. I've got both of them, John. Yep. You know, there's so many other examples that for you to, to focus on the Mike Browns, that really allows them an out. No. So that's, not really, that's not really what it's about. It allows black people an out. That's what I'm saying. I want black people to tighten up. That's what I'm saying. Black people tighten up. Let's make sure that we're standing beside the right dead person because it does matter. It does matter what kind of life John Botham had. It matters. It matters what he was doing with his time prior to getting shot and killed. That matters to me, and I think it matters to a lot of other black people. But there's a By real- all accounts, he was starting businesses and a prominent member of his church who was in his apartment minding his own business when a law enforcement agent uh, by six, six witnesses was pounding on his door, demanding that he open it. And I guess once he did, she shot and killed him. And that's what I was saying. I'm proud and glad that we have someone that is worthy of everybody stopping what they're doing to say, hey, pay attention to us. I'm not proud in the sense of, I'm glad he's dead, he's the martyr. I'm saying I'm glad that we have someone now where it's okay for people to come out, the people who haven't been saying anything at all because they're like, well, I don't know if I want to go there because what is that guy, you know, who is this guy where they're asking us to, to support? I'm happy that we finally have, I mean, he's not the first one, you're right, but I'm happy that we have someone now where the, the incriminating evidence against police or against this particular police officer, is overwhelming. And the support from his community and family about what type of guy he has and what his character is like is also overwhelming. This is exactly the kind of thing that a Black Lives Matter movement should be started up under with the foundation of. It shouldn't be a Mike Brown or anything similar to that. Those are two completely different things. And I want black people to be, be very, very, very sure about who they're putting these types of movements behind because that does matter to me. And for my part, notwithstanding overwhelming evidence of both of John being an upright citizen, notwithstanding what appears to be overwhelming evidence of Geiger being in the wrong, lying, and murdering a man in cold blood, I fully expect there to be no conviction. And we're tired of that. So as I said... This is one of those episodes where Beyonce and I, you know, we both, this is, this is, this is the core of black on both sides. This is, you know, we both, you know, feel strongly in support of, of black people. But at the same time, we've still gotten to a very different place. What do you think? Let us know. Um, I don't think we need any more scissors tonight because this is, this is something that, you know, I hope that our listeners reflect on, and uh, and you know I I just think that there's there's a lot here, and that you know none of us I don't believe who've been awake 
really would be surprised if yet again there'll be no conviction um, for Mr. Uh, Botham John's death. And that must change. <laughs> black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white. It ain't. See you next week, folks.